Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. On today's episode, we're talking about my take on diversity inclusion. Might be a little bit different than what other people think. I'm going to throw some ideas out there to you. Uh, We're going to chat about them a little bit, and then uh, I will share with you three or four different barriers to diversity. So what keeps us from including other perspectives and ideas? I promise you one of those four things that I'm going to share is going to be something that you're dealing with. So I would highly recommend that you grab that thing and you say, you know what, let me work on this for the betterment of the world. All right, enjoy. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day and we were talking about um, diversity and inclusion and um, equity and equality and things like that. And, And I know that those are really big buzzwords and terms that we've used, um, especially in the last couple of years, right? People have become, you know, to use a a slang term, I, I, (laughs) I really hate, um, but people have become more woke, if you will. Um, I think more, uh, aware. Okay. And so we were talking about this idea of diversity and really like what keeps people from having people around them that not just don't look like them, but that have had wildly different experiences, um, different lives, different points of view, um, you know, this uh, retreat that I attended last week was we had eight women. And if you listen to our fireside chat from Idaho session, uh, you'll know that everybody in that group was very different, all different ages, all different ethnicities, different backgrounds, different experiences. And it was just beautiful. Um, and then I, I asked a question on Facebook the other day. Uh, if you're not a fa- my Facebook friend, look me up, Michelle Burkhard. Uh, I try to ask an open-ended question of the day just to get people kind of thinking and, and having conversation. And I asked the question, do you believe it's possible for everyone in the world to feel loved, valued, appreciated, respected, and uh, free? Do you believe that that's possible? Now, it was very telling, you know, it really was a yes or a no, maybe a maybe, right? Uh, But it was very telling the answers that were coming forth. And the reason why I did it was not to have a debate about what it would it take to do that, uh, to show evidence or reason for that, but it was really to gauge people's awareness level. Where are you at with the possibility that that could even happen? And, you know, it was it was pretty strong one way or the other. There were many people, especially the early answerers, I call them, uh, that answered, yes, absolutely, I believe that's possible. And I'm doing my part to make that happen. Now, think about that. If you truly believe that it's possible for all people to be loved, valued, appreciated, and free, you're going to do your part to make that happen, right? And then there were some people who said no or absolutely not or that could never happen, Right. Well, think about that. If you believe that, is that necessarily going to kind of encourage and motivate you to move forward in a way that might love, honor, value, respect, and let others be free? Uh, you know, belief drives behavior. So I'm, I'm going to say no. Uh, and I found it very interesting that there were two people that were talking, you know, from different sides. One said yes, one said no. And then they got into this religious debate. And I was like, 
okay, but you're both kind of calling each other names and think about the question, right? And so it just really got us thinking about this idea of diversity and inclusion. And it's not what everybody thinks it is, but what keeps us from honoring, valuing, respecting, and seeking out people who think differently than us? I think that's the one thing that with COVID, um, my goodness, you're, you're kind of in one camp or the other, right? Are you in one camp or the other for wearing a mask, for getting the vaccination, for, you know, X, Y, Z, you name it, right? And everybody knows, right? One of the things I heard uh, this last week is that there are companies now uh, requiring you that if you... Um, if you get the vaccination, I can't remember if you get it or you don't. Uh, I think it's if you get it, you get to wear an armband. And so as you're walking around, you know, you'll have one of those armbands like from a, um, a theme park, right? And just think about that for a minute. So <laughs> is this inclusion? Uh, so you're, you're identifying labeling certain people who got the vaccination, which means you're also identifying and labeling without giving the armband people who did not get the vaccination, right? I mean, think about that if we had to do that for other medical things like your HIV status. Uh, just, just go with me on that, right? So you will, you will know within a glance who has had it and who has not. Now, what is the purpose for that, right? Just think about that. Especially now that we're noticing that people with the vaccination, guess what? They're still getting it. They're still having symptoms. Okay, so it's not like it's the protective status that everybody thinks that it is. Now, you have to make that decision for yourself. But the point of what I'm sharing is we are now setting up a society where you can look at a person and you can know what is inside their body. And what's the purpose or the reason for this? That somehow it's going to protect certain people or not other people, right? And in reality, what it's going to do is it's going to separate people. It is not going to create unity, union, community, inclusion. It's going to separate people. So what are some of the barriers to this idea of diversity and inclusion and respect? Well, number one, uh, there, there's a fear of conflict, right? So realizing that differences breed conflict and a lot of people just don't want to step out. And, uh, you know, if I, if I talk to this person who believes something differently, let's say, um, uh, religiously or politically or medically, you know, we're going to have a conflict. That's one of the things I heard on from somebody the other day on my Facebook page was, and this is why I don't share my opinion on Facebook because nobody can, you know, handle it. They've got to somehow, you know, create some conflict, right? So really, you know, this, this fear of conflict keeps people from entertaining the thought or idea of talking to somebody who is different. Now, I talk to people all day long that have differences, honestly. Um, and, and quite frankly, I love it. But I don't have the fear of conflict because I know that if I listen to somebody else's opinion, I don't have to take that on. I can if I choose to. I absolutely can. Um, but I'm also very secure in myself that I don't have to take on their thing. Okay. So ask yourself, where are you at with this fear of conflict? Is conflict keeping you from meeting new people, um, from experiencing new things, from, you know, the, just the idea of travel, travel across town in a different way than you've ever gone before, having a little bit of disequilibrium in your system, right? 
Um, some people, honestly, they, they have, uh, their barrier to diversity is arrogance. And I see this a lot. They're just so confident in their own point of view and then their own experience. And they're very kind of, uh, right or wrong. Um, very opposite. Uh, and if you disagree with me, well, you're wrong. And that's just the end of it. Right. So the, the attitude of arrogance can keep us from seeing the beauty and value of another person. So where are you at with that one? And the next one, I, I, I feel like uh, for most of the listeners that I know and you regularly reach out to me, I feel like this is the one that you might be struggling with. And this one is personal insecurities. So just realizing that there are issues, you know, hurts, habits, hangups that you have in your own life that you've probably, you know, kind of captured throughout your early childhood that have caused some insecurities in you, meaning you're, you're not stepping out in confidence, right? So for a long time, I really struggled with this idea of my own worth and value and I never stood up for that. So, uh, you know, recently somebody reached out to me and said, hey, we want you to do this training. It's for our teachers. Um, you know, we want you to come to our place. We want you to spend all day uh, and all this kind of stuff. And then they named the price. And I was like, oh, whoa, buddy, that was so 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Prices have gone up significantly since then. And then they told me the date. And I was like, absolutely not. You cannot have that that date in August because... The price for that day is like, you know, what you just asked me for is probably for 15 minutes of my time um, because somebody else will pay for that. And it's not a um, an arrogant thing for me to say that. It is reality. Um, now, I did offer them if you want to wait until September, I, I will think about that price because I don't have a lot going on in September. Or if you want to do it in December, I'll absolutely do that price. So, you know, I, I had to look and say for myself, what is important to me? So I will help you get your win. Absolutely. But you got to get me a win too. And before I wouldn't have done that, I would have just said, oh, sure, I'll make it work. Right. So how is your insecurity maybe keeping you from meeting a new person? right? Think about that. Do you ever go to neighborhoods where you've never gone to before? I was talking to somebody, oh, who was it? I can't remember who. And they live in a suburb of uh, Metro Detroit. So if you're not from Detroit, Michigan area, uh, some people will say they're from Detroit and they're actually like an hour and a half away uh, because that's where the suburbs are. And I grew up one street north of the border of Detroit. So I actually have a lot of friends who live in Detroit. I kind of hung out there. And so uh, we were talking about our different experiences. Uh, wildly different, okay? Wildly different. And it was very interesting, but I loved having this conversation. And so we both have that label of, yeah, I'm from Detroit, but we have a very different meaning about that. So think about that. Um, you know, your insecurities might be keeping you from meeting a new person that has a different experience that you're like, oh my gosh, that's really cool. Okay. And then I think the, the, the last one really is just an idea. You're just failing to be inclusive. So it, it's, it's about awareness. Maybe you've never thought about including other people or maybe your sphere, if you will, is very inclusive of the people who are already in your circle, right? So they're there and you're like, yeah, let's, let's, let's be a part of this. But maybe you've never been exposed to this idea of reaching outside of your circle, grabbing someone new and bringing them in. Um, or maybe you, you are great in your little click, 
but yet you're not including other people outside of that. You don't, you don't think about that, but I would encourage you to start thinking about that. Um, and if you are a person who you're a leader or influencer, so this could be, whether it be in your community or in your workplace, uh, whether you're a small business owner or perhaps you're a, a teacher or an administrator or a leader, uh, I would really, really highly encourage you to think about how you are including different ideas. One of the worst things that you could do as a team is really to get into what I call groupthink, where everybody is thinking the same thing. And diversity really helps us to kind of shake things up a little bit. And let me just tell you um, this example. So there was um, uh, a board that I worked with not too long ago, and they had about 12 people on the board and everybody on the board had kind of come up at different times, but they were all there, um, uh, I guess, at the same time, if you will, for about 15 years. Okay. So sure. Different perspectives, different backgrounds. Um, they, you know, if you looked at them, if you looked at who they, you know, their skin color and all that kind of stuff, you would say that they're diverse. However, because they have been together for 15 years and they had never had any changes in, in their board, um, they had groupthink where everybody was thinking the same. It was almost like they didn't even need to have a board meeting because everybody knew what everybody was going to say. Have you ever got, uh, gone home back to your home of origin after, you know, 20 years and, and everybody sits in the same spot at the dinner table? Yeah. It's kind of like that. Like you have a pattern, you have a habit. So I'm at this board meeting kind of helping run things. And I realize that there's a new girl in the room and, uh, one of the board members who is very aware, uh, brand new girl that he had just hired the week before. And she was right out of college, but I got to know her a little bit and I was like, Ooh, this girl is spot on. So long story short, this guy hired her and said, come to this meeting. I want you to come to this meeting. Cause he and I had had some discussions about how do we break up this group think. And there was a point in the meeting when he turned to her and he said, Hey, what do you think about this? And she asked a couple questions. Now at face value, it, it seemed like those questions were very um, naive, if you will. And some of the people in the group kind of thought that too. And they were like, oh, this girl doesn't know what's going on. But then I said, okay, hold on. Let's really delve into that question. And when we did, oh my gosh, such rich, deep learning came out of the whole group because you see it had been 15 years since somebody had asked that question. So the answer to the question had 15 more years of experience than the last time they had talked about that. So this, this gentleman on the board literally brought in not just a new person, but all of her, her perspective that transformed and changed the work that this, this group needed to do. And honestly, kind of set the stage for being more inclusive in the long run. So you see, it wasn't about, um, you know, a diversity hire, so to speak, because she was a young white woman. Um, so she wouldn't have checked a lot of boxes, but it definitely had diversity of experience, thought and perspective that this group didn't have. And by including her in the discussion, it was the very thing that this group needed to do to kind of break free. So that's kind of my take on diversity and inclusion. Um, I, I would recommend, you know, obviously if you're a leader, that's something you need to focus on. Uh, if you're just an individual, let's say we still need to focus on it, maybe not in such a global standpoint, but really looking at, 
you know, how, how am I appreciating, valuing, and kind of seeking out a different perspective than what I have? Something as simple as asking an open-ended question on Facebook every day and being prepared for whatever answer comes your way, right? So how are you going out and seeking that? Okay. Awesome. I hope this has been helpful and got you to think. Uh, If you need help with this, please let me know. I'd love to chat with you. Okay. All right. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.